0: and welcome back to the podcast. This is your host Kristen. Today we're going to dig into our brains a little bit. We're going to talk about why it's so important to move our hands to do things with our hands. And then we're also going to talk about how so many things in our lives like social media are actually created to keep us having more time on the device. So we're going to talk about how can we limit some of that as well. So we're going to dig into two things we can do to improve our mood, improve our health, and hopefully improve, you know, how we're spending our time.
1: Have you ever imagined building a life you love, but got stuck in between the what ifs, expectations, and obligations in your life? Welcome to Building a Life You Love, the podcast dedicated to helping you step into a life where your passion blossoms from within, your faith deepens, and simplicity becomes your favorite synonym for everyday life. Hi, I'm your host, Kristen, an encourager, a faith-led entrepreneur, a mom, and a wife. Join me each week as we dive into creating positive habits, stepping out of your comfort zone, making space for meaningful work and relationships. I'm going to bring you practical tips, uplifting conversations, and expert guidance that you can use. So why wait? Step off the path of expectations and into a space that feels genuinely yours. Subscribe now to Building a Life You Love, and let's begin this transformative journey together towards joy, peace, and purpose.
0: All right, so here we go. The first thing I want to talk about is how many of you, and this includes myself, find that we spend more time scrolling our phones than we meant to or that we want to. Or maybe we realize that when we go online and we go to buy something, we spend more time shopping or looking at stuff. Or if you're a single person, maybe you find that you just keep going back scrolling through the dating app. Or Another example would be, let's say that you go online and it's a, a site where you bid for something. And I've only been on sites like that maybe twice when one first came out, you bid it on products. And I found that I was kind of obsessed with trying to wait until I could possibly win the bid. Well, I didn't. I think I spent like $5 or $10. But this is these sites and these things are created on purpose to try to get us to spend more time on there. Years ago, there was a documentary on Netflix that came out that was about the social experiment and it's all about this idea. So if you haven't watched that, go go watch that. I mean, it came out a handful of years ago, but it was really good and it talks about this idea. But uh, what we're talking about is something they call the scarcity loop. And Michael Easter has written a couple books about this and he talks about this in video clips and online and talks he gives. But he basically explains that Our minds are being hacked, right? They're trying to keep us on this device or doing this habit more and more. And it leads us to doing something to excess, right? It's not beneficial to us that we spend hours scrolling or we never put our phone down. Or for people that go to the casinos, it keeps them continuing to play the slots. And so there's three parts to this scarcity loop. It's basically opportunity. And then it gives unpredictable rewards and then repeatability. So in other words, we go on there, we see something, right? They're feeding us content as the example of social media, but then we're giving unpredictable rewards. Oh, look, someone liked it. Someone loved it. Someone commented. They're giving us more similar content. And then the loop repeats. They keep us wanting to see what's going on. What's trending? Oh, look at that. That, you know, audio is trending. Look at this video. And there are short clips, but it keeps us going back for more. If you will, it gives us a dopamine hit. And so why am I bringing this up? Because if we find that we're doing these activities more than we want to, we have to be more intentional about how we use these devices and we have to set some boundaries for ourselves. So for instance, I don't have Facebook installed on my phone, the actual app, and I definitely don't have Messenger on my phone. Now, yes, I have it on my computer, And I'll go on there, but I will quickly go on. I'll check for notifications or if I want to post something or check something out, I'll do that. And then I try to get right off. Now, I do have Instagram on my phone because it's easier to post that way. And I'm posting mostly for the type of, for my podcasting and things like that. But even then, I'm seriously considering just kind of pausing that because I still find that I'm thinking about it more than I want to be. I'm thinking about what should I, what should I post? Oh, is this going to work? How should I do it? And so while I'm not scrolling endlessly just to look at content, although I do that some, I am spending too much time just thinking about the platform and what to put there. Well, how will it get engagement? And so for me, I want to be more intentional. I want to make sure that I'm setting boundaries for myself so that I don't end up spending two hours a day on these platforms. Even if I only go on for five minutes or three minutes, if I do it 5, 10, 15 times a day, I'm I end up wasting time. And so we have to be intentional with our behavior and then understanding that they've designed the devices to be this way, to be kind of addictive. And so then we have to look and say, hmm, how much time am I really spending on these, uh, you know, these tools, if you will, these platforms, these um, websites? And is this okay for me? And actually on your phone, you can actually go, at some of us, if you have an iPhone, for instance, it tells you how much time you spend on your phone each week and if it's up, gone up or down. And if you click into that, or if you go into your settings, you can look at what you spent your time on. It'll actually break down for you which um, apps you spent most the most time on. And so if you've never looked at that, maybe do a little audit and check that. And if you find that you're like, holy cow, I spent you know, so many hours on my phone last week or I spent so many hours on these platforms that I didn't realize, right? Because we kind of do it mindlessly, if you will. It's it's kind of like as soon as we're bored or we feel like, huh, I have a couple minutes. We tend to go to these devices because it's become this habit and because we're getting that dopamine hit. And so we have to be intentional and we have to decide, do we want the devices to kind of control us or do we want to control and use them as the tools that we really are intending to use them as? So just go take a look at that. You know, spend 15 minutes and take a look. And I'm going to be honest with you, some weeks my my phone usage for everything is higher than I'd like it to be. And it's not because I'm sitting on social, but it could be because I'm reading articles on my phone. Yes, I might go on social. I'm using my phone for notes and all sorts of things, but I need to look at it and it maybe, you know, listening to podcasts, but I still need to look at it because what it's telling me is I'm still touching my phone you know, I think that I forget the average, but I think we all touch our, or most of us touch our phones. Like it's, it's like a hundred or hundreds of times a day. That's still not a great habit. At least for me, I know that I need to set my phone aside on a different counter or in a different room more often so that it's not pulling my mind towards it. And so if you find that you're in that same situation, we might need to just put the phones further from our fingertips more often. Okay. So now I wanna jump into something really cool and positive I wanna share with you if you haven't heard about it before, but it's gonna make a lot of sense to you, right? Intuitively. And it's called the effort-driven rewards cycle or circuit. Basically what it is is this. The more we use our hands in doing something, the more it releases happy chemicals, right? Or dopamine. And so whether you um, have just been kind of feeling like mundane or a little bored with life or just, you know, or you just feel a little down, you know, maybe you just feel kind of unmotivated or down. Using our hands to be productive actually helps us have a better mood. And it actually, um, and then other times when we use our hands in a repetitive task, lets our our mind rest And that's when often when we're thinking of some things that we're trying to figure out, our brain is able to figure them out because it has time to take a break. So let me dig into this a little bit. All right. So there's lots of studies that basically say moving our hands um, in, in a physical activity that involves our hands gives it activates a larger area of the cortex than other movements like just moving our back or our legs. And so basically, when we have physical activity that involves our hands, especially when something comes from it, right? We have something we can see, touch, or enjoy. So examples of this could be: we're painting something, we're drawing something, we're working in the garden. So you know, you're baking something, right? You're going in your kitchen and you're pulling things out, and then you're you're uh, mixing, and then you're moving things into the oven. You're physically doing something, but with the idea that what you're doing will have a benefit, right? Like gardening. Well, if you're working in your garden, at some point you're going to reap the harvest. And so the data basically explains that doing things like this increases, like I said, our dopamine, and it can actually help us feel, um, let's see, less depressed, less apathetic, and less irritable. And let's see, uh, the researcher Kelly Lambert talks about this, and she actually has a book on it. But basically, she says using our hands may be the key to maintaining a healthy mood. And then also, um, if we don't do these things, if we don't use our hands with some sort of productivity or creation, then we can feel or it can add to the feeling of irritability, apathy, and depression. Her book is called Lifting Depression, a Neuroscientist's Hands-On Approach to Activating Your Brain's Healing Power. I'm going to put a link to all the books in my show notes in case these are of interest to you. But basically, if you've been feeling low or down or you know somebody that's dealing with mild depression or just, you know, just kind of feeling a little, like you, like I said, just unmotivated, then maybe it's time to pick up a new hobby or start a garden, you know, or just go take a cooking class. But it, there's a high benefit to you doing these things. And if you think about it throughout all of time, before we had so much technology in our lives, we were always using our hands, right? We would have to use our hands just to uh, live, to survive, to, make our, to get our food, because most of us would have had to have gardens, you know, because before you didn't just go in the grocery store until the more recent times. And then a lot of us would have been pruning trees. Like we would have been doing things, more activities outside, more things using our hands. But nowadays, we can literally click a button. We can order products. We can get our food. We can have someone cook for us, right? We can do uh, Uber Eats. So a lot of us have allowed for convenience to take over us using our hands on a regular basis. And, you know, the people that live the longest, one of the things that they showed was that they, they have a habit or activity. They usually work in the garden still, or they have a movement practice, right? Like a uh, I can't think of the name, but like um, Tai Chi or something where they're moving their whole body, including their arms, uh, or they're dancing, things like this. Okay, and then another expert talks about this as well, but, but theirs is a little bit different. Theirs is talking about when we do a repetitive task where we don't have to think. So this could be washing dishes, cleaning something up, folding clothes. I mean, it can be anything where you're not having to think about it, maybe it's even cooking for you, the same recipe, your family favorite or a a favorite of your family, where you know how to make the dish. You don't even have to think about it. But when we do something that's familiar to us or repetitive, it actually gives our mind a uh, a break. It lets our minds rest and kind of regroup, right? Where we're not thinking about something like just really hard working on something. But when we do that, it often allows our brains to take that rest and then to start processing things in the background that we're trying to figure out in life or a work problem. And that's often when a solution appears. have talked about this before, and I'm sure this has happened to you, but once you step away from whatever you're trying to figure out, it's like once you go to bed or they talk about how people would wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning, and then they think of a solution. They think of a new idea, but it's because we're letting our brain rest. And so The person that wrote a book on this is Dr. Herbert Benson and the book, okay, the book's called Breakout Principle and he talks about this idea. So that's another cool book if you're interested in this kind of stuff you can check out. All right, so I guess my point is two things here. One, we need to move and use our hands. So create something, be productive with your hands you know, start a garden, but it's something to really consider. And it's not just a, oh, I don't really have time for this sort of hobby, right? A lot of people take it as, oh, that's play. Well, actually playing and being creative and then being productive with our hands, with our bodies actually has huge benefits for longevity. It has huge benefits for our mood. It has huge benefits for that, um, giving us that enthusiasm towards life, right? It pumps us with dopamine. So first of all, it's something to really consider. Second is, if you're trying to figure something out, take a break, step away from your computer or the stress of your day with your kids. I'm not saying if your kids are little, you can just leave them, but go go take a break from what you're doing. Go do something else, get something done, accomplish something small and simple, and then see if maybe you start having uh, an idea that comes to you to resolve or come up with possible solutions. And then... The last thing is, as I mentioned about the scarcity loop or how we're spending time stuck on our phones, mindlessly scrolling that scarcity loop idea, we just have to be more intentional. So we have to pay attention. How much time are we spending on these things? Or even how much time are we spending on Netflix? And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't watch TV all day long, but then at night, sometimes we get in a habit, my husband and I, of watching you know, TV shows or movies. And while I like watching a movie or TV show sometimes, it does sometimes become a habit. I like reading in the evening, but sometimes he prefers watching TV shows. We do that. But then I I do notice that it becomes mindless, where one episode, right, turns into two, two turns into three, and so on, that whole binge idea. But if we're not intentional and we're not paying attention to how we're spending our time, we're going to use up our time on these mindless things. And that's fine when we want to break. But if we're sucking up five hours a day on scrolling social and binge watching, we may have all these things we want to do in life. Like we want to start a podcast, write a book, have a new hobby, plan a trip. But if we're spending our hours, we feel like, gosh, I have no time. But we do have time, most of us. It's that we're not spending our time wisely and towards hitting a goal. And so And that, I would just say, we've got to be intentional and we have to pay attention to what we're actually doing and how much time we're spending on it. And the books that Michael Easter wrote, one's called The Comfort Crisis, but then the other one that's more about this topic is called Scarcity Brain. So if that interests you, go check that out. And like I said, it'll be in the show notes. So I just wanted to wrap up by saying that we have so much knowledge, so much information now that it's just such a great time to live, but we have to make sure that we're basically, we're spending time the way we want to spend it with the people we love doing things that we enjoy, at least in some of our time, because that's going to help us be better contributors to society. It's going to help us be a better human, right? If we're in a better mood, if we feel more fulfilled, I mean, we're going to show up in our own lives for ourselves better we're also going to show up in the world better, right? For our families and for the people around us. And so I just encourage you, just go check out one of these books if it interests you. And I told you before, but I plan on sharing more content that you can use right away on some of these episodes. And I just want to let you know, I shared this before, but my Reignite Your Passion workbook is available on my website now. It's a free download. And I think it's, shoot, I don't know. I, I think it's 30, at least 30 pages, but there's questions to ask yourself and exercises. There's some commentary and, you know, the inspirational quotes, but go grab that. If there's just some part of you where you want to just spend a little time kind of thinking about, you know, what is it that you want in your future? How do you want to be more intentional in your year? So go grab that. Just go to kristenfitch.com freebies, or you can just go to kristenfitch.com and then go to the freebies and business tool area. All right, until next time, I hope you have a great week and I hope you can find a little time in your week to be more intentional and do something with your hands.
1: And thanks again for listening in. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can check out freebies and resources we have for you at KristenFitch.com. And if you have ideas for the show or guests that you'd like to recommend, I'd love to hear from you, so DM me on Instagram at Kristen Fitch, or you can email me from the website. Thanks so much. Until next time, have a great week.